sing them over again to me wonderful words of life let me more of thy beauty sing wonderful that as you speak to us as you make our hearts fertile to receive your word you will increase in us and all our days rock of ages will declare and show forth your greatness your fullness and your mercy in the name of Jesus thank you because your word will bring grace your word will bring faith your word will bring increase it will deliver us from every bondage. It will make us know that you alone reign in the affairs of men. Thank you because you are a good God. Hear also, God, even as we lift our voices to you, that in everything we do, we hear you alone, Rock of Ages, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Son. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. We thank God for the showers of rain and the showers of good things will not depart from our homes and our lives in Jesus' name. We are continuing with our inheritance, knowing our inheritance in Christ. Today we are looking at the stewardship mentality in the inheritance. Two words are important 
for us this morning. The first one is stewardship. The second one is ownership. I tried to look up stewardship and I found the following words. Manager, planner, caretaker, maintainer, overseer, regulator, administrator. And when I looked at ownership, I found two. Proprietor, and then I want to use my own term now, apart from ownership, possessor, somebody that possesses the thing, somebody that owns it. For children of God that we are, Ownership is far from us. We do not own anything. What we are here are stewards. And so in some places you have the guild of stewards. They are ushers as we have them here. So the guild of stewards, with the guild of stewards, two words are important. Responsibility and accountability. For you to be a steward, you must be responsible. So, as they say in legal terms, the principal, the master, the owner who employed you or who put you in the field to do the job. For us here, stewardship is about caring for the things of God. Stewardship is about managing the things of God. Managing it for the master. Being overseer over what we have here. Now if we look at our reading, the first reading concerning Joseph. Joseph was a steward. And he was an overseer, Bible says, over the house of Potiphar. He knew his boundaries. He knew that the wife of Potiphar was not supposed to come near him. He was not supposed to go near her. But every other thing, he was master. He was manager. He was regulator in the house. In fact, what he said happened in that house. And the master knows nothing except what Joseph tells him. And if you recall, when Jesus gave us this story in Luke chapter 19, Verse 13, it says, occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. It didn't say own till I come. He told the, 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 the servants, said 10 servants, but we have the story of three of them here. He said he gave them 10 pounds, one pound each. Go and do whatever you like with it. But there will be what? There will be accounts. So when he gave them, he said, occupy till I come. He didn't say own. So God did not at any time ask us to own. He has called us to be what? To be stewards. So we are stewards and brokers of talents, brokers of resources, brokers of money, brokers of treasure. But they are not ours. We must put that in mind 
that they are not ours. So in our sharing, we must share as stewards. In our building, in our relationships, we must build and have relationships like stewards, not as owners. Also, we must not hoard things. I'm sure many of us here will remember the era of essential commodity in Nigeria. God will not take us back to that place. But the way we are going, if we are not careful, we'll go back to that. Because now they want to share palliatives. I don't know how they want to share it. It will go back to the era of essential commodities where we used to queue for soap. It may be strange to some people. We used to queue for milk. We used to queue for rice. God will not take us back to that place. God has blessed us. He has given us so much, but are we managing what he has given us? We are claiming ownership over the things that we don't own. His mercy will not depart from us in the name of Jesus. Before we go on, do you see yourself? Just think about it. Do you see yourself as an owner or as a steward? For Joseph, Joseph was a steward in the house of Potiphar. For David, in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 1, it says, David, from verse 1, it says, David had overseers. He had stewards over everything. He knew he could not handle everything. And so he had to put some men, princes, stewards, servants over so many things. God can rule over us. God can sit in heaven and still take charge of everything. But he has given me and you the opportunity to be stewards for him. Are we going to take the role as stewards? Or we are going to take the role and pretend to be owners? Well, we are not. So when you begin to form, you form where you are not supposed to, you are not, and then you, you have boils in your armpit. And you begin to walk like that. You are saying that you own this universe. You own the world. Who said so? In fact, you will go, when you go and toast, you tell them that this national stadium belongs to your father. National theater is your mother's property. And people will believe you. But in your heart, you know you are lying. Because you know National Stadium does not belong to your father. It belongs to all of us in Nigeria. But a, a dumb person will believe you. And they will say, hey, that guy has arrived. Arrived where? On the moon? God will have mercy on us. Daniel was under a steward. Daniel and the, 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 the three Hebrew boys... The four of them, they were under a steward. And the steward knew his boundaries and he took care because he was accountable to the king. Because he would give an account to the king concerning his stewardship. God, we know, created the heavens and the earth. And that is why, as stewards, we must be aware of that fact and that truth that God created everything. And that's why even in our creed, we, have, we believe in God, the Father Almighty, the what? The maker of heaven 
and of all things that are seen and those that are not seen. And in Psalm 24, he tells us that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So if the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, where is your own? What is your own? It says also unto us in Psalm 50, Psalm 50, let's read verse 10 to verse 12. Psalm 50, from verse, 12, verse 10 to verse 12. It says, for every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. And in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14, Deuteronomy 10, 14, he says, Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens, everything is the Lord's thy God. The earth also and all that they are in is in need. Everything that's in it belongs to the Lord. So if we have this consciousness and we are aware of this, we must also be aware that at no time did God say, I have given you this land as the owner. So God at any time did not give up his ownership. He did not give up his ownership. All he has asked us to do is to be overseers, managers, administrators over all that he has left. And so in the story we read in Luke chapter 13, chapter 19, beginning from verse 11, the story there, the man there was going away and he gave them talents. The time came, he returned. But while he was going, what did he tell them? He said, occupy till I come and he gave them to trade. He says they went to trade with, they should trade with it. The first person traded with his. He traded with his talent. He traded with the money. He traded with the resources. He brought back results. The second person did. He brought back results. The third person hid his own. He kept it. He was not an overseer over it. He was too afraid to work with it. His mind was not in line with the mind of the master. And the master said, you should have even traded with it. If you didn't trade with it, you should have put it in the bank at least. I would have gotten some small change on it. So what is it that is in your hands? That you are supposed to trade and do the master's business with, but that you are keeping. The Lord is going to ask for it someday. Our prayer is that when he knocks to ask, when he knocks to ask for his returns, will not be found wanting in Jesus' name. Remember the estate agent. The estate agent you, 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 you pay money to, is he the owner of the house? Is he caretaker? He will come. If he's not the one that is forming, he will tell you that this house does not belong to me. If he's the one that is forming, he will say, you see, when I built this house in 1932, he didn't know when they even put the blocks together. But the estate agent is not the owner. 
He's an agent to take care, to expand, to clean. And when there are repairs to be made, he goes ahead to do the repairs. That is our role as stewards. That is what God is expecting us to do. So are you a steward or you are the owner? Are you God's steward here on earth? Or you are pretending to be the owner of these things? Paul says to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 that some things are required of stewards. So what is the first thing that is required of a steward? It's required that he be faithful. So a steward must be faithful. Paul says again that the steward must not judge. It's not your business to judge. You are the overseer. Leave them. Let the owner come and judge everyone. Do your own bit because even you is still coming to judge you. But at the right time, at the appointed time for judgment, God will take care of that. But as the steward, do not judge. Be faithful. And he says again that we should learn from him. The stewardship mentality. We should get from him. Paul has everything. And he says, why do we boast? Why do we need to boast? What are we boasting about? What have you received that, is not, that God has not given you? What is it that God has planted in your hands? You think you worked for it? The education, you worked for it? The spiritual gifts, you worked for it? The thriving business you worked for it is your hard work. Your good job that you, get, you got is because you got a good education. Why are you boasting about that position? Paul says he has a better reason to boast, but he will not boast. Let's look at Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 5. Philippians 3, 5. He says, that's Paul circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Next verse. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Next verse. Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Why do we need to boast? Paul has all the, his CV is beautiful. If only one word, blameless. So what, why do we need to boast? He says we need not do that. If we will boast at all, let us boast in Christ. Let us boast that I know the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us boast that Christ is with me and no one can fight me. No one can conquer because the one that is greater is in me than he that is in the world. That should be our boast. Not that I have this or I have that. Paul also says that when we as stewards, when we see ourselves as stewards, it's required of us that we serve with holiness. We serve the Lord with holiness. It's also required that we serve the Lord with gladness. Psalm 100, verse 2. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. It says also that we serve the Lord with fear. Psalm 2, verse 11. Psalm 2, 
verse 11, that we serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. So in our stewardship, we must fear. We must serve with fear, serve with holiness, serve with gladness, serve by love. We must serve by love. And as First Peter chapter 4, verse 10 says to us, and verse 11, it says we must serve as good stewards. We must serve as good stewards. So there could be bad stewards. But we will not be bad stewards in Jesus' name. We will be good stewards, serving the master and working with him closely in the name of Jesus. One thing must go if you want to be a steward. And that is the selfish agenda. The I must go. We own nothing. And so I, I, and I must leave us. Because even you, even me, as I stand here, I don't own myself. You don't own yourself. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and verse 20. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. It says what? You know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Next verse. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So these are God's. They are the, 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 you are the property of God. So if your whole being is God's, what else that you are adding to it can now be yours? Nothing. As stewards, we must understand that. As stewards, we must be conscious of it and we must walk in the light of this. As stewards, we are in the service of the king. Yet, not equal to the king. God is the owner. God is the strength. God has everything. However, by inheritance, we have become owners and joint heirs with Christ. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, we read from verse 3 to verse 8. Philippians chapter 2, from verse 3 to verse 8. It says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in loneliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So Jesus Christ, who was there when a decision was taken, that let's go and redeem these people, but who will go? He said, let me go. He came. So his role, his place there with the Father is intact. But he came to us as a steward. He says, let this mind be also in you, which was in Christ Jesus. So that heart that Christ had, that mentality that Christ had, that stewardship mentality that Christ had is what we are to emulate, is what we are to cultivate. Because 
He considered others. He was selfless. He had inner peace. There was no quarreling in his heart. There was no squabbles. My, my grandchild will say there is no squabbles. Are you squabbling with somebody? No. There's none. It's not there. Again, he was obedient. He was submissive. He was humble. He recognized his inheritance. He knows his place. And he served in that capacity as a son. He came to us and served as a son. His stewardship was, cannot be questioned. If Paul can use the word blameless, what word will we use for Jesus Christ? The master of the universe. The owner and yet a steward. He says to us in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 16. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 16. He says as free, we have an inheritance. We have become joint heirs. So we are free. But he says as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as what? As servants of God. So our freedom should not be used carelessly. Our freedom that, yes, is my father's property, it is my own, cannot be used stupidly, foolishly. If we use it, we use it to praise the name of the Lord and not to form. A steward is always in fellowship with the master. So it is required of stewards to always be in contact with the master, in consultation with the master, in fellowship with the master. Why is he doing that? So that he will know the desires of the master. He will know his mind, the mind of the master. He will know the next step to take. It's true, he has a master plan, but you are planning here, so you must work in line with the master plan. So he has that. It's like, it's like you, are drawing, you are drawing your class content for a specific course. You have to contact the syllabus. If you don't have the syllabus, you cannot do anything. So you are looking at the syllabus to draw what you want to do here. So the, the, the steward must always be in contact with the master, in consultation with the maker and the owner of all things. He does this also so that he will know the direction of activities. He will know what to do and what not to do. He does this to live in the blessings that accrue as he comes to do the work. He does it so that he will enjoy the privileges and possessions that we have, just as we have it in Luke chapter 13, when we're to, uh, chapter 15. The brother, you remember the brother of the prodigal son? When he came back, the father said, everything that I have is your own. We should live in that. Everything that the father has is ours, but we are not going to use them stupidly. We are not going to be careless. We are going to manage them as our father's property. We are going to manage them. We'll take care of them, the, the, everything that he has given us as brokers of these resources, not as owners of these resources. And if we do this, and all that I have, he said, is ours. All that he has, he, is, they are all ours. But there will be a time, there will be a time of reckoning. In Matthew 25, he tells us that the time of reckoning came. Here he says the man returned and he wanted to know how much they have gained for him. And when the account was asked for, the account, not just the account of money, 
but the account of stewardship. The account of how you have used those talents. The account of how you have used the inheritance that you have in Christ Jesus. The time for the account given will come. But when the account given time comes, what will be our position? First Peter, First Peter chapter 1 verse 4. That is the inheritance that we're talking about. That's the inheritance that we want to enter. Not we enjoy the inheritance here. Yes, as children of God, they are made for us. We enjoy everything here. But after this, it says, when the account has been given to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and the, that faded not away. Please give me that verse again. First Peter. Thank you. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you. Reserved in heaven for me. If we do well at the time of giving the account, it will be very easy because our books will be clean. Our garments will be white and our inheritance will be sure it will be incorruptible. It will be that inheritance that cannot be defiled. The question this morning is, are you a steward or a owner? If you are a steward, I congratulate you. Continue in that line. If you are pretending to be the owner, it's time to turn back because the time of reckoning will come. The time for you you don't know. The time for me, I don't know. If it comes now, if it comes now, will your robes be white? Will you be able to enter into this inheritance that we're talking about? This undefiled inheritance. This inheritance that will never fade away. But we have an encouragement. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26 to verse 28. Genesis chapter 1. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. That is our benefit. That is our encouragement to have dominion over everything, to rule over everything God has made. But the first thing is that are you made in the image of God? It's only a person that is made in the image of God. Of course, we know the image of God is not this body that we are looking at. It's that heart, that mind that is like that of Christ. If you are made in that image, then you will serve 
as a steward and you were able to rule over it. If you are made in the image, if you are already made in the image, again I say congratulations. But you have time to put the books properly. You have time to make the books ready and clean. You have taken the first step. Keep the books clean. Keep the books ready. Because we know not the hour, not the time. But if you are yet to be made in the image of Christ, in the image of the master, you cannot rule. You don't have the power to rule. You don't have the, the, the authority of a steward. You don't have the authority of a planner. You cannot administer. You cannot manage. Today, another opportunity to step out and say, Lord, make me in that image. I want to be in that image so, so I can be a steward for you. Shall we pray? The master of the universe, the protector, he wants to make you. He wants to make you the overseer, but you cannot be the overseer if you are not made in his image. For you to be made in his image, you have to step out and say, Lord, I receive all that you have given. I receive the blood that comes from the cross. As you lay yourself on the cross for us, carrying everything that is our burden, I also want to be with you and be in your image. You have anybody in the room? Wherever you may be, you want to be in the image of the master so that you can be a steward unto him. Just raise up your hand, somebody will attend to you. You want to be in the image of the master. You want to serve wholeheartedly. You want to serve faithfully. You want to walk and rule and have dominion over everything. Let's pray for our preacher this morning. Let's pray that the hand of God will continue to be upon her and support her in all our endeavor. Let's pray that the Lord will replenish her this morning. Let's pray that she will be the first partaker of the fruits of this message. Let's pray for increase of anointing upon our ministry. Let's pray for her and even ourselves that these words will continue to resonate throughout this week, throughout this month. That indeed where we need to make amends, we will quickly do that. Where we have taken the ownership position, we will rethink, we'll do a rethink and be stewards. Joseph was described as a goodly person. Let's ask for grace to go back to these words and use them in our lives. In Jesus' name, we have prayed.